first subject I felt that the Lord was laying on my heart was, um, is again, the secret place releases sonship. And um, if you're watching on Facebook or if you're watching on YouTube and maybe you don't have a, a, a grid for what, what is the secret place and what is sonship, um, the secret place is simply um, the place where we go to spend time with God alone. It's not a, you know, there's not an actual physical place that you walk in that Christians have called the secret place. It's just our alone time with God. And what is sonship? When I say sonship, um, that just means being a son or daughter of God. And um, I'm going to stick with sonship because that's a really easy term. Um, instead of saying sonship and daughtership every time, when I say sonship, I mean daughters and sons. Um, so just hear me out there. But again, the, the main concept I want to talk about today is that our identity um, is really found in the secret place. And the secret place is foundational for us um, being aware of our identity as sons and daughters for our identity to be challenged to grow um, and to, um, yeah, is really foundational to who we are as Christians. And I felt like this was a good place to start. And so um, one reason I felt like the Lord put this on my heart is because I believe people are often, they're trying to look and be like Jesus without spending time with him. Um, you know, people are often out there and there's this, there's this thing happening in Christianity where, uh, or people are, are constantly trying to do more to become like Jesus. And, you know, whether they're like, you know, we need to have more faith or we need to just trust God more, or you need to be going, uh, to the gym, hitting your goals, doing all these things to become more like Jesus. And I think the world has really strayed away and not even really known that they're straying away just from being with Jesus, um, and we don't need to do more to become like Jesus. We need to be with him more to be like Jesus. Um, and I think a lot of people are trying to be transformed without spending with, spending time with the one who is transformation, who is uh, the truest uh, person of transformation we can spend time with. And so, um, yeah, I think, guys, again, the greatest, break, the, key, the greatest key to breakthrough in your life is not, um, again, doing more to become like Jesus, but being with him more and being in love with him, being consumed by his love. Um, and as we do that, guys, that's going to transform our lives. So again, guys, you don't need another book. You don't need another conference. You don't need another sermon. You probably don't even need another equip night. And I'm so happy that you're here um, to grow. And you don't need all these things to, um, to grow in the Lord. That helps. What we really need foundationally is just to be um, disciplined in having time with God. And so um, I'm going to dive in here to the biblical foundation of this, and uh, I'm going to start in Matthew 6, chapter 6. Um, I'm going to be reading out of the New King James Version, so if you want to join me, uh, open up your Bible, turn it on, do what you got to do, and we're going to start here in Matthew 6, uh, verse 6 here. It says here in Matthew 6, verse 6 here, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. This is Jesus speaking. Um, so what I love about this verse, guys, I love the, um, the simplicity here, guys, that, um, you know, this Jesus is honestly just encouraging us, guys, that we have a part to play in our faith, that, you know, there's going to be times where we are alone, where we are alone with God. And that's a really essential part of our walk with God is that we have alone time with God. Um, and one thing I love here, too, the promise that the Father is in the secret place uh, and that when we go to meet Jesus, he is in the secret place. Or sorry, the Father is in the secret place waiting for us. And so is Jesus and so is the Holy Spirit. But it says here that the Father is waiting for us in the secret place. And I think that is such a beautiful promise to know that, 
you know what, no matter what you're going through right now, uh, no matter what, what we're ever going through, that the Father is always there. And that's a promise that the Father is waiting to be with us, to commune with us, to spend time with us. Um, another verse I love is Romans chapter 8, and it's uh, verses 14 to 16. And it says here, For as many as are led by the Spirit of God, these are the sons of God. For you did not receive the spirit of bondage again to fear, but you received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself bears witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And so what I love here, guys, is I love that there's a, um, a few promises that we can hold on to here. There's the promise that um, if we are led by the Spirit of God, that we are sons of God. Um, I love here that it says, you know, we have not received um, the spirit of, of bondage. Sorry, the spirit of bondage again to fear, but we have been fully adopted. We've received the spirit of adoption. Um, and I love here, guys, the promise that God is our Abba Father, that he's our dad. Um, you know, he's our Papa, he's our dad. And I think this is something that's so beautiful, guys, um, is the, the simple truth, guys, that we have not received, again, a spirit of fear, but we've received a spirit of adoption. We are his sons. We are his daughters now. I'm not his daughter, but <laughs> we are his sons. We are his children now, and we can call him dad. We can make it personal. He is our Papa. He is our dad, and he's here with us. And it's amazing, guys. We are family. Another verse I love here is, is Matthew 3, verses 13 to 17. Um, and what I love here is, um, I, lo I love John the Baptist here. I see he is baptizing Jesus and, and he's totally shocked. He's like, Jesus, why am I baptizing you? Like you're Jesus. I am John, but Jesus still persists. So, uh, let's read from verse 13 here. It says here, then Jesus came from Galilee to John at the Jordan to be baptized by him. And John tried to prevent him saying, I need to be baptized by you. And are, and are you coming to me? So again, he's like, he's like, what? Jesus, wait, you coming to me? Uh, but Jesus answered and said to him, permit it uh, to be so now, for thus it is fitting for, to fulfill all righteousness. Then he allowed him. When he had been baptized, Jesus came immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove and alighting upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. So what I love here, guys, is the, the simplicity here that Jesus is saying, or the Father is saying, this is my beloved Son and who I am well pleased. Uh, and I think we need to realize that, um, you know, the sonship of Jesus was so essential to the way he functioned, to the way he operated. Um, he was always about the Father's business. And as the Father is doing, the Son did likewise. And we need to understand that um, our sonship, our, our identity as sons and as daughters of God is not just a great thing, but it's foundational for who we are. And I really believe that, um, you know, as we spend time with God, um, I'm going to go, I'm going to touch on this more later, but this takes it from a head knowledge to a heart knowledge. Um, and it's so important in life that we know that we are sons and daughters of the most high God. Um, and if, if, you, if you've accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior, that you are adopted as a son or as a daughter of God. And that is the most foundational, most powerful, most beautiful truth in your life. Um, and that needs to shape everything else that goes on. That needs to shape the way you see things, the way you interact with the world. When disappointment comes, um, that we actually realize that we are sons and daughters of God. Um, and guys, as we spend time with our fathers, the more aware we are going to be, sorry, with the father, sorry. The more time we spend with the father, we're going to be more aware of our identity as sons and daughters. I, I want to go into, now I want to go into why it is so important. So we touched foundationally why this is important biblically. Uh, and now I want to go into why it's so important I believe, and then I want to go into the practicality 
um, of what my secret place looks like. And I, and I think, I hope this adds a lot of value to you because I think, you know, we don't talk enough about this. You know, we know it's important, but we don't talk necessarily about how each of us spends time with God. You know, each of us has different ways we interact with God, different things that we do. Um, but I really want to dive in here why I think it's so important. Um, but I think the first thing that, that, the, that God spoke to me is it's so important because it's so important to the Father. You know, the Father is... Uh, you know, the father is constantly wooing us into the reality. I don't know if I said the word right. Wooing us into the reality that we aren't just his workers or his servants or even just his friends, but we are his actual children. Um, and I think that that speaks to me at a very deep level because I think throughout life, you know, we, we have moments maybe if you're a Christian and you walk with God for a while, or maybe if you're new, you know, you've had moments where you're aware of God's love for you and that you've been adopted, that you're a son, that you're a daughter. Um, but then again, you have moments where, you know, you, you don't, you feel discouraged, you feel um, less than, you feel like you're not enough. And I think what the Lord is uh, constantly trying to do is take us out of that place of not knowing that we're enough into our identity as sons and daughters, that we can always be in that place daily where we believe that we are God's sons, that we are God's daughters, where we are living in an awareness where that shapes everything. And I think, um, the father again is wooing us. He's loving us into this reality and trying to continually um, bring that revelation deeper and deeper into our hearts, our minds, our spirits, our entire existence that we are adopted, that we are actually his children. And, and not that God is not doing that just to be nice or just to, you know, make us feel good, but because he actually loves us and we are his family. You know, I think, I think often too, I think why this is so important to God is, um, again, he just wants to spend time with his kids. Um, you know, we have our agendas and I think I can testify to this is, you know, I have my agenda. Sometimes I come in and I have the the five things that I want to talk to God about. Maybe four of them are church related. One of them is personal. Um, but we come in with an agenda of things that we want to accomplish, Lord. Um, I'm, I'm feeling a little bit discouraged about this or, um, or Father, I need, I need your wisdom on this. But the beautiful thing with God is when, when we come to the secret place, he doesn't have an agenda. He just wants to be with us. Uh, he just wants to hang out, just to chill, just to simply be with us. And, um, and I think it's so hard for us as humans to realize that we are not transformed the more we do. Um, and, and don't get me wrong, faith, faith without works is dead. Um, and we need to be, there needs to be fruit from our lives if we're walking with Jesus. Um, but what we need to understand is we don't need to do more to become. We need to be more with Jesus to become and, and just be with him, just hang out with him, just be in love with him. And that's, that's the beautiful truth, guys. Um, and what I think, why I think it's so important, guys, again, you know, as we spend time with God in the secret place, he releases uh, a deeper revelation and a deeper reality that we are his sons and we are his daughters, um, or we are his children, I should say, um, and the beautiful thing about children, guys, if we are aware of our, that, of our identity as children of God, you know, children aren't afraid to take risk. Um, you know, children, they love relationship uh, with their father. They, they love to be close. They love to have fun. Um, you know, I have a little niece uh, named Esme, and, and it's so cute to see her. She, like, just runs around, and she loves her parents. She just loves them, and they love her. And, and I think it's such a beautiful representation of what the father wants to have with us is he just wants to have a deeper and deeper relationship of love with us and, and knowing that as we get closer to him and as we, as he gets closer to us, as we get closer in the secret place, we are transformed into who he's called us to be. Um, you know, I think, I think one thing that I want to touch on is 
I think a lot of people, uh, and I hope I'm right when I say this, but this is what I feel is I feel like a lot of people have been hindered in the secret place. And if you're out there today, I want to, I want to speak to you if this is you. Uh, but I feel like a lot of people have been hindered uh, because you have had an agenda to go be with God. And, you know, you were, you had certain expectations on God and, uh, you know, maybe you heard someone who had a certain encounter with God and you wanted to go have that, or maybe you wanted to come out not feeling discouraged or having answers for something after spending time with Jesus. Um, but you didn't get that. And I want to encourage you to go back to the, the secret place and seek him because, um, you know, it was never about you or I feeling something. It was never about us feeling something or getting something. Uh, we need to realize that the secret place is simply about just being with him and enjoying his presence and enjoying the word of God and enjoying time and prayer with him. And as we do that, guys, he's going to transform us into the son and daughter that he's always carried us to be. So. But guys, the truth is why this is so important is because, guys, you will, you will never be fully formed into who God has created you to be unless you spend time with the one who created you. And, and I think that's, that's something I really want to drive across to you is, you know, Jesus Christ is the creator of the entire universe and he has created you. He knows who you are. He knows you way better than you know yourself. And we need to realize, guys, that there's not this other recipe um, of your good works, of your, um, you know, your things that you can do to try to attain righteousness or try to attain a form of godliness that really it's just time with him, time with the one who has created you, who is the creator. Um, and again, as we do this, guys, the Lord is going to move um, this revelation that we are a son or daughter of God from our head to our heart. And, uh, and again, I want to encourage you guys to not go and try to get something out of God when we go to the secret place, but again, just to be with him. Um, so now I want to actually just share a little piece of my testimony. This is why it's so important to me. I kind of just shared why it's so important, I think, in general. But I want to just touch on why I think it's so important to me. Um, so some of you guys know, if you're, if you're at a Catch the Fire Winnipeg, you know, maybe I sound like a broken record because I, I, I do share my testimony quite a bit. But uh, if you're out there and you haven't heard my testimony yet, if you're, you've never seen Krista Maggie, that's my name. I'm right here. Uh, I, I want to share a little piece of my testimony. And, um, you know, I grew up in a Christian home, like a lot of people who probably were watching. Um, but I turned into quite the, the little rebel when I was in middle school and high school and got into drugs and alcohol and into high school that got worse as I was drinking and doing drugs almost every day for a couple of years there in high school. And um, I don't want to get into all the details of my testimony, but um, you know, throughout that time, I had many different occasions where I would go to a youth camp or there'd be a big youth conference and I would give my life back to Christ. And I would, um, and some, some of my friends who, uh, who were, who grew up with me can attest, you know, I would be on fire for God for a week after the youth camp or after the youth conference, I'd be on fire for a week. And then after that week, I would take a dive again and start, you know, sinning, start smoking weed again, drinking, whatever, all that stuff. And there was one year when I was 16, I went to my youth camp and I, I went, I, and when I went there, I was probably in the, the worst place I've ever been in. Um, you know, it's, it's probably hard for you to imagine if you know me, but I used to be a very angry and very depressed person. Um, and I may, I would say I'm a fairly positive and fairly, very, very, fairly positive and happy person now. So it's amazing what God has done in my life. But during that time of brokenness, depression, anger, bitterness, um, I went to this youth camp that I went to almost every single year, but that year the Lord, 
um, did an amazing work in my heart. You know, I, I gave my life to him um, and he just wrecked my life. And I was just completely changed from that moment on. He instantly ripped off depression, anger, bitterness, and filled me with his love. And, and it changed everything. And, um, but there was this amazing revelation I got at the end of the camp, which is what I want to sit on here for a minute. And I remember when I was leaving camp, I remember just thinking to myself, I'm like, this is way too good to be true. You know, the feeling I have right now with God, the, the love I feel, I feel high. I feel like this is the best life has ever been. And I could just feel the love of Jesus so close and it was so powerful. And, but I remember saying to myself, you know, practically, what does this look like for me to walk this out? Uh, practically, you know, I felt like I had the five God in my heart. I had passion in my heart for the Lord. Um, and I was just wondering to myself, you know, practically, how can I steward this? How can I, how can I, uh, keep this fire going? How can I stay close to God? You know, I, I knew mentally, okay, I've fallen away from God tons of times. I know how to do that really well. How do I do the opposite now? Logically, how do I do that? And I just, I think it was the Lord that spoke to me, but I did, it just came into my heart in that moment. I need to be spending time in my room in prayer and worship for 30 minutes a day. And do that every single day. And I just knew, I'm like, you know, I need, that's what I need to do. And so when I went home, I began to do that. I began to get along with God and just um, be, I'd take actually just 10 minutes, 10 minutes of uh, time in the word, 10 minutes of worship. I put in some worship music and I would just sing out loud by myself. And then I put 10 minutes um, of prayer or yeah, I don't know if I said that already worship the word and prayer. And so 30 minutes total. And I did that for a few months um, but the compounding effect of what that did in my heart was absolutely insane. And, um, I remember even a few weeks after camp, I remember, um, uh, my parents just coming to me and saying, Chris, like you're completely transformed. Like what happened to you? Like, what did this camp do to you? And, um, and instantly it was just crazy, but I saw people, relationships that I lost because of the choices I was making, those relationships were just being restored naturally. You know, my relationship with my parents is being restored naturally. Um, I started getting better grades naturally. All of a sudden, things started becoming restored in my life. Um, and, and as I was spending time with God, you know, he was changing my heart. And I believe that's what it says here in Matthew 6, 6, when it says, um, pray to your father who is in the secret place and your father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. And I believe that's exactly what was happening is. The father was changing my heart in the secret place and things were being redeemed in my life and things were being transformed. And what I'm not saying is that the secret place is a magic formula to everything being easy. But what I am saying is it's, it's where God does the real work in your heart. It's where God does the real growth in your heart. It's where God transforms you into who he's called you to be. And those things that you want to change and break off, they can only come from time with the Lord. Um, also, God can do what he wants as well. But this is something that's so foundational for us being transformed. Um, and so, guys, I'm, the last thing I want to talk about really, here really quick um, is just what my secret place looks like practically. Um, and maybe this is going to be an encouragement to you, and I pray that it is. Um, so I'm opening up a game on my phone right here. Uh, you guys can probably see. It's called Golf Clash. Pretty funny. Katrina rolls her eyes at me. But – Listen, okay, so something that's been really um, amazing for me is um, I think I've come out of a lot of religiousness or religiosity over the years of how to spend time with God. You know, I think it started off with me being like, I need to pray, I need to be in the word, and I need to um, worship. And I think that is foundational. I think it's a foundational thing we, we need to build on. But um, I think sometimes for me, you know, I'm a person 
sometimes when I'm tired, I get very critical. And Katrina can attest to that. When I when I'm when I'm tired, I get critical. I get critical of myself, or whatever. So sometimes, or often, I'm spending time with God in the morning. That's when I spend time with God in the day. And and when I come into the secret place, sometimes I can, um, you know, I think I think as humans, I think we can come in with uh, and just be too serious. You know, we're we're wanting to accomplish these few things or maybe we feel like we messed up in an area so we are trying to come in and, and act perfect or you know shame ourselves or whatever sometimes we just come in with baggage and it feels like the secret place is such a heavy thing uh, but the holy spirit and this is my own experience but what the holy spirit spoke to me is son every single time you come into the secret place i want you to play a game of golf clash and and hear me out this may sound crazy and maybe you don't like that but listen this is my own experience with god um the reason i believe he does that is because when I play golf classes, it's a stupid game. I like on my phone. It's fun. It's, it's, I don't, I love golf. If you know me, I love golf. I'm not good at golf at all, but I love it. And I love this little game to play on my iPhone. And what it does for me is when I come to the secret place, um, it, it helps me to have fun, to be in a place where I'm ready to play. Uh, when I'm, I come into the secret place, it's something that brings me a little bit of joy. I have fun. And it, it, it's the Lord reminding me that, Hey son, this is meant to be fun. You know, you're, you're spending time with me. I'm your dad, you're, and, and you're my son, and it's, it's that simple. Just spend time with me and just have fun. And so I think, um, you know, I'm not saying at all that you need to play a game to start off your senior place. I'm saying for me that this is something that the Lord has said to me because he's like, son, I want to have fun. I want to play. I want to just chill, like, like don't have such an agenda. And, um, and I want to encourage you guys. Uh, another huge thing that's been helpful for me is to realize to be authentic, to just to come as you are. Um, to try to not fix things before you come into the secret place, um, to try to not be perfect before you meet with God, um, you know, but to be in a place of authenticity, to be real with him. And um, whether it's good or bad or ugly, you know, meet with him. And I, um, and I say that with, I say that, and I'm, I'm serious about that because I've seen friends who have walked away from the Lord uh, because, you know, they, and I'm just to be real with you, they, you know, they couldn't stop watching porn or they couldn't stop um, with a particular sin issue, whatever it was. Um, and what they would do and what the devil loves to do is when you mess up or when you do something, he wants you to cover yourself with shame and run away from God. But God wants the exact opposite. He's a loving father. Um, he wants to, us to come as we are, to be authentic and to come to be with him because he loves us and he sees what happens anyways. And he wants us to, he wants to give us his grace and it's his grace is what actually empowers us to overcome sin. Um, so I want to encourage you, just come to God as you are. He's seen it all, and he loves you as you are. Um, the next thing is uh, that I usually do is I usually put on soaking music. And listen, if you're out there and you don't know what soaking music is, I'm not trying to weird you out. All I'm trying to say is basically just really chill music that doesn't have a lot of words. Um, that's very important for me because I am a person that if I have music with words, right away I am going to be singing or listening to that or focusing on that. And And what that does for me is – um, you know, when I'm coming to the secret place, a lot of the times, because I am an external processor, I have things I want to talk about with God. I want to talk to him about things. I want to pick his brain. I want to just express myself to him. And so having this kind of music on uh, without words helps me just focus, helps me talk with him and commune with him. Um, you know, if I'm in a place where I, I'm like, you know, I just need to worship God. I need to, um, you know, I need, I need to press through in something or I just need to lift up praise to God in this situation. I'll put on worship. And actually what I'll do in my office here is I'll usually just cl close this blind here and I will literally just begin dancing around and jumping. And, and I don't know, I just love it. I love just being with the Lord and dancing. And so, um, 
not good at dancing at all though but it's uh it's important guys communing with god and being in a place where you're communicating and externally processing is very important if you're a person like my wife maybe you don't externally process you like to um you know think and really process internally you know journaling is another amazing thing um another thing i do often uh, i'll do almost every day is is spend time in word and prayer and so i'll just you know spend time reading the bible and and, and pray and and ask god i think um one thing I want to encourage you guys with that is, you know, for me, as I'm reading the word of God, I mean, sometimes I comprehend things and often I do not. And so um, what's so important, though, is that we can be in a place of prayer um, and just say, you know, Father, I don't understand what the scripture means. Reveal this to me, Father. Give me revelation on this. And, and as we do that, and as we spend time reading the word and praying, this is foundational for our faith, for us to understand who we are, first of all. But as we pray for revelation, God is going to give us revelation. Um, and yeah, absolutely foundational. Um, another thing I think that's super important, I want to encourage you guys in, is allowing yourself to encounter God in new ways. Um, you know, I think we, and I don't know who's out there, people in our church probably are like, yeah, we're all good. But, you know, if you're out there, I, I grew up in an alliance church where, sorry, in an alliance church where we didn't talk about the Holy Spirit lost. We didn't talk about, um, you know, having different encounters with God and miracles and healing, which I believe in all of that. Um, and, uh, but I want to encourage you to allow yourself to encounter God in new ways. And again, sometimes we come into the secret place with a certain box of what we think God can fit in. Um, but God wants to speak to us about, you know, through this way over here. And so I want to encourage you guys, you know, give yourself permission to say, you know, Lord, I have not experienced all of you at all. And I want to, I want to encounter more of you and give yourself permission, um, to, to ask God new questions, to, uh, dive in deeper and to allow the Lord to speak to you the way he wants to, whether that's through the word of God, through a vision, through a picture, um, you know, through whatever it is, but let the Lord speak to you the way he wants to. And, uh, for me personally, I see God a lot in pictures. I see myself with Jesus in pictures and in visions. And, um, yeah, we have not yet experienced all that God is. And so it's important that we allow ourselves to be curious and to encounter him in new ways. Um, Another really important thing I want to encourage you guys in is find ways to connect with him best. You know, I love the gym. I love to go for walks or I used to do a lot of downhill longboarding and I used to really connect with God when I longboard down really crazy steep hills at like 70 kilometers an hour. So I would love to connect with God, do those type of things. Um, but yeah, like go out for a walk, do it, you know, find something that you love doing and then include your relationship with God. Let him be the center of that thing. And, and see how God speaks to you. See how you can re relate and have a relationship with God in that thing. And yeah, that's a really, really amazing key. And um, I think the, the thing, though, at the end of the day, I want to touch on before we do questions here is um, ultimately, guys, it's going to come down to your personal time with Jesus, um, you know, for, for your identity to take root in your life in a really, really deep and foundational way. It's going to take time in the secret place, and it's going to be between you and Jesus and um, it's not going to happen just through equip nights or through a book or through a conference or through something you want it, something else you want it to be. Um, it's going to be between you and Jesus one-on-one -on -one when no one's looking. Um, that is when the greatest growth and breakthroughs going to happen in your walk with God and in your identity. Um, and it, again, yeah, it's just, it's discipline. The discipline to say every single day, I'm going to cut out time to spend time with you. I'm going to give this day to you. Um, and the last thing I want to say here is my, one of my really good friends and, uh, and a couple of my family members, three people in mind here, I talked to in the last, I guess, couple of weeks, and they both 
had amazing breakthrough in their walk with God. They're on fire now like never been before. And, and I asked all three of them, you know, what was the change? What was the thing that you did that changed it? Um, and all of them said, you know, it just came down to the discipline of my devotional time, my secret place time with God, just getting before him, spending time in the word, uh, praying and uh, just getting to know him more. And so all of them said them doing that guys, we need to realize the compounding of effect, the compounding effect of that, especially when we're dealing with God is exponential.